Hey everybody, welcome to our channel. We're Nick and Janae, and what are we talking about today, Janae? Well, today I think, uh, I'm thinking about next year. So mm -hmm. as we film this right now, it is mid-December 2022, so mm -hmm. the year is coming to a close, and we are moving into 2023, so I'm looking ahead at the year to come. Mm -hmm. And uh, since I am a marketer, and I do marketing, I'm thinking about marketing and I'm wondering what we're going to see next year. So today we're going to be talking about next year, the year that is coming. So as we're filming this today is mm -hmm. December 2022. So we're thinking about wrapping this year up and we're looking ahead at the year to come. And since I do marketing and that's what I do, I'm thinking about marketing and what marketing will look like in 2023 because I see this as a very interesting year for a few reasons. Oh. So I want to provide to you guys what I am predicting to be the trends in marketing for mm -hmm. businesses in 2023. And when I say for businesses, I, I do want to say that this is probably going to be aimed primarily at B2C companies. Um, but that's not to say that there aren't important things and, and great takeaways that can still be applicable to B2B companies. So if that's you, I think stick around. Or if you're just looking to learn more about marketing as an individual because maybe you're in marketing or maybe um, you know social media marketing is your jam as an mm -hmm. individual and that is a big part of it not all marketing is social media marketing but it is going to be a big portion in 2023 and we'll get into that and if there's any b2b companies that see b2c concepts that are interesting and you want to know how could I apply this yes drop us a comment yes let us know that's a great conversation because there are a lot of ways um, where if something doesn't translate immediately over to B2B, there is a version that is ultimately giving the same sentiment, mm -hmm. um, but working in that. Uh, right, in that exactly. And as I talk about like what you want to do for your customer, I mean, in your case, if you're B2B, that's just another business, but you know, yeah. a, but you get that anyway, now that that's out of the way. Um, so let's talk about what's happening right now as we move into 2023 and why I think it's going to be such an interesting year. Well, a big part of it is that we are out of a pandemic. I mean, most somewhat out of a pandemic in our mindset. Okay. Yeah. Our mindset is coming out of the <laughs> pandemic as a whole. Um, and we're moving right into a recession, right? So it's, we had this, like this desire or no, what are we going to say? Uh, yeah. This desire that we're like, Oh, things are reopening. I want oh. to do the things. I want to go out and spend my money and, and get revenge on COVID, revenge on all the yeah. things that held me back and I'm made gonna... me quarantine. And I'm going to travel. And everybody was traveling and yeah. travel prices First went we crazy. like revenge and... bought and we bought all the things yes. that we couldn't. And yes. now we're like revenge traveling, going all the places that we wouldn't. Yes. And now we're running <laughs> face smack right into a recession. recession. And... JK, you're not going anywhere. Right. Well, that's the thing. Or are we? Because people are going to be so picky choosy about how they're going to spend their dollars. Yeah. And that's what happens in a recession. But I do think that people in that picky choosy are still going to be choosing things that they want to do and like to do, even mm -hmm. if it's not practical. I think they're just going to, they're not going to be as, you know, they're not going to pick the spa package they'll pick one really great day at a spa that they're going to splurge on. Mm. You get me? Yeah, I get Something you. a little more like that. Um, it, and, I mean, spa is just an example. Whatever it looks like to you. Um, 
something that I always think of is that during the Great Depression, um, two things that fared very well uh, were movie theaters and chocolate. chocolate. And that's because people really cling on to little, little luxuries. luxuries. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I think that's called the, <laughs> I think that was, had previously been called the lipstick index. Oh. Because like the lipstick as like the small little pep thing was a better indicator. Like when lipstick went up, the economy would go down and kind of, I don't yeah. know. I think that is slightly antiquated as far as an index goes because we don't kind of buy in the same way no. but for a, for a good while that was kind of the um colloquial name for little luxuries kind of go up when the economy goes down and and you're right we aren't buying in the same way especially now especially heading into 2023 mm -hmm. um the minds of the consumers have changed just the the landscape of that has changed and the way, even personally, but uh, with people that I know, mm -hmm. that we're thinking about what we want to do and we're kind of just pissed that there's a recession. <laughs> and it will dictate some important things about our spending. But I do think that a lot of consumers will find ways to still be able to purchase the things that will improve mm -hmm. their life yeah. um, to get through it all especially millennials, I think. But anyway, that's what we're entering into. That's how this year yeah. is starting off. And so when it comes to marketing, we need to realize that we're not marketing to the same crowd uh, that we were back in 2019, 2018. So if you haven't updated your marketing strategy since mm. then, you are in trouble <laughs> because um, that is a great takeaway. If you have not updated your strategy since 20, even 19, yeah. you've now missed... Or even 2020. Oh. Uh, things, things have changed. I mean, the way yeah. that we were marketing in 2020 is very different, different. from now. Yeah. So um, there's this great quote by um, Ogilvy, who's a master marketer. And he said that you're not... Let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head, because... I didn't write this down or anything. I just thought of it in the moment. But you're not Mark marketing uh, to, to a, a standing, standing, crowd. Uh, standing army. It's a moving parade. Is it something to that effect? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was standing army you, and moving. Parade. You stole my thunder. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just it's a good. great quote, though. No, and it's true. When you're marketing, it's not. It, you're not constantly, you know, marketing to the same group of people. A standing crowd or standing army maybe but it's a moving parade it's moving everything is still moving which means mm -hmm. you need to be aware of that you need to be updating all the time so how are we going to update for 2023 let's get into it so i have three key things that i think are going to be crucial for succeeding and keeping up with trends in marketing in 2023 and i think that we're going to see um the standout star companies really do this. And by that, I don't mean your Nike, your Apple, whatever. They're always going to ro be rock stars at marketing, but they're going to be rock stars because they have the, the budget to do it all at the same time. And they have the team and the infrastructure to do it all. I'm talking about those medium-sized companies that we're not even probably thinking about right now, but by the end of the year, they're going to have left such a great impression and we're going to have such a new view of them that they're mm -hmm. like rising stars in marketing. And so before we get into that, though, 
the thing that successful companies will do for their marketing before they even plan out their strategy is do their due diligence. And by that, I mean, mm -hmm. you need to, you need to get your shit together. So <laughs> like I said, if you haven't updated your marketing plan, we're in trouble. We're updating it now. Okay. So first of all, um, you need to make sure that you have the team beef up your team because any kind of marketing that's taking place now is probably way more involved than it was before. And you likely have a burnt out marketing team that needs backup. I am willing to bet. And if you're a marketer watching this, you're probably like, yes, me. Thank you. <laughs> Can I send this to my boss? Send it to your boss. Yes. Um, but Janae, like, yeah. just to clarify, when you're saying beef up, that doesn't necessarily mean hiring more staff, right? It could mean bringing on freelancers or people that or are an on agency. a per... <laughs> Or an agency. <gasps> I, I know that. one. <laughs> no, but it's true. But Nick has a great point. Um, it also could mean that you take a look at the team you already have. And if you don't have the bandwidth to be hiring someone new right now, maybe you split up your team into um, smaller micro teams that work cross-functionally so that you can like attack from more angles that might be a better strategy for you. It just depends on what you're trying to achieve and yeah. what you're working with. So if I'm hearing what you're saying correctly, mm -hmm. you're saying that if you're seeing that there's something that's not working at a company right now and you're, they're thinking, oh, we're going to implement these strategies, boom, here you go, marketing team. Maybe they should be pausing and making sure that that marketing team, that they're just going, boom, here are all these ideas, is ready to take on those ideas because maybe where we're seeing some missteps before is a like a too long as a time has gone since they have audited what is their team doing what is the bandwidth what outside vendors can come in to maybe take some the, the workload off of the core team instead of just saying oh here are the new trends go and then when they don't execute on them Maybe the trend was right spot on, but the bandwidth was not there. That's happened so many times. Uh, yes. And I think that even, even from the outside as a consumer, you've probably seen companies fall flat like that in their marketing efforts. Things that just don't quite hit right or they're a little late to the game or it's just like, mm, this is just not really, the, it's not delivering. The worst is when it has, when it's a great campaign that you maybe accidentally stumble across and you're just like, oh. This was, this is so cool. Why am I finding this on accident? And it was like- I don't a, think that's a bad thing because it probably wasn't by accident. I, I feel like, oh man, now, now I'm like, I should have come with examples, <laughs> but I feel like there have been times where I've seen a campaign that maybe had passed before and it was in like an ad week roundup or something. Sure. And you just go, that was so cool. I wish I could have experienced that organically, but that didn't make it to me. And maybe there was a reason oh. or another that it was a good campaign and it did not reach the right individual. That sounds like maybe a targeting issue. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we and we could dissect campaigns. Yes, yes. But the overall thing is that I'm willing to bet that you need to do take stock of your current team and make sure that everybody feels that they have the bandwidth to take on a higher demand for video content in the new year because we're seeing that already. Um, going live because that also is going to be something that we're going to be doing more. Do you, are, is your team set up to be doing that? That is way more of a lift than you might think mm. because, because 
more often than not, you'd be very surprised even in larger companies, maybe like medium size or startup companies, um, people uh, who are upper management, mm -hmm. often they view marketing and especially social media marketing. This is kind of specific to that, I think. It's like a nice to have. Um, sometimes, yes, but that wasn't where I was oh, going with it. Okay. They're viewing it as through the lens of their own personal social mm. media usage. And so in their mind, they're going, well, you just need to post a picture. Just post a picture on Instagram. I do it all the time. <laughs> and the difference is that your personal KPIs <laughs> are different than your company's KPIs for an Instagram. What could so, a banana cost, Michael? $10? <laughs> when you're doing, when you're posting on Instagram for yourself, you are, you probably do <sighs> have a plan and a strategy. You're planning to take a photo when you're in your cute outfit at that one event so that you can tag it and show that you were there, right? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a strategy. That's a strategy. It didn't take as much of a team effort to do that, none at all, um, but a strategy was there and your ideal KPIs are probably, I want likes and comments, mm -hmm. but the audience that you're serving is already very bought in, right? Your, your personal Instagram audience mm -hmm. is your bottom of funnel, they're your truest customers. It's your mom and your aunt and your friend from college and people who are gonna like your photo even if you look dumb, because that's just what they do. And your friends are gonna comment fire emojis and whatever, right? Like you, that's different than every single time a company posts, you, that, that post is trying to convince the viewers to like it, to engage, but probably beyond that, the KPI is probably more, you know, how many people converted to a sale off of this post, which is hard to find, but regardless, it's it's not the same and the amount of planning and strategy yeah. the messaging behind it all of that is much more complicated and i know this sounds obvious I like everybody the funnel your funnel analogy was really good okay. like upper management <laughs> upper management posting in their personal account they're posting to bottom of funnel yeah. only you're trying to take they're trying to say it's going to take that same effort to market to top of funnel so I don't know if that's a good comeback or a way to get you fired, but you could be like, try to get people that don't know you to like that picture, Linda. That's top of funnel. <laughs> Nobody gives a damn. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. It's true. And not only that, but even the people within your funnel, they still need to be constantly reminded why they should like you still. Mm -hmm. Because they are, they are, you know, constantly being wooed by your competitors and so why should they still value you to the point that they're going to like it, comment on it, share it, save it, click on your LinkedIn bio, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a much bigger lift that takes a lot more work. And again, I know this sounds really like basic and simple, but again, it is, it is alarming to me how many upper management individuals I have come across who come at it with that same kind of mentality mm -hmm. and apply it as if, why can't my team just get get this done without the full grasp of the lift that it truly is. So mm -hmm. with that in mind, this is why it's so important to beef up your team as you go into the new year. Um, because Specifically to be able to handle 
handle the demands of what marketing is going to look like and in particular with social media because it's not just a picture anymore. It's reels, it's TikToks, it's YouTube, it's lives, it's a lot of things. And also you need to be able to have your strategy laid out, a real strategy. And if you don't know how to do a marketing strategy, hopefully someone on your marketing team does. But if not, <laughs> let me know if that's a video you'd like to see in the future that we can break down what a marketing strategy really means and how to make one. Um, but that's important. But part of that is that you need to know who your audience really is and you need to know where they are in the world. Where are they getting their marketing? Is it on Instagram? Is it no longer on Instagram? A lot of people are leaving. So maybe they're not there anymore. Mm -hmm. Are Is it through radio ads? Is it through, um, you know, um, TV or billboards or whatever it is? Like, you need to know who they are, where they are, meet them where they are. And that isn't just physically in meet them where they are physically, be in front of their eyes, but also meet them where they are in life. Because if they see the billboard, but it's not connecting with them and what they're experiencing, which as we already talked about, the way that we are right now in this society coming mm -hmm. out of a pandemic, hitting up against a recession, moving into a new year, having all these feelings that we've got, like there's yeah. so much, but you have to meet them where they are. And so build your strategy with that in mind. Who, who are they? Where are they? How do we meet them where they are in more ways than one? And then with that, beefed up team that you have now, who's going to do that? And part of that, you know, I mentioned earlier, cross-functional, smaller micro teams within your marketing team. I think that's especially important, important for 2023 because there is more and more reliance on agile marketing. And so agile marketing mm. is the opposite of a planned out cookie cutter. All your content is, is planned a month in advance, two months in advance, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. I'm not saying don't plan. Planning is important and good, but also we're going to depend a lot more on agile marketing to be able to jump in on trends that happen very, very fast, um, mm. fleetingly fast, or to be able to respond to things because having people who specialize in keeping up and being on their toes, but they can also work cross-functionally with the people who have a plan and kind of do this beautiful marketing efforts together. I think that's going to be crucial, honestly. Um, but on the topic of being upfront and honest about what your company values are, that's kind of the first point I need to uh, address now that we've got the get your shit together part out of the way. So with that being said, here are the three main marketing trends we will see in 2023 that the best marketing companies are going to be doing, the best marketed companies are going to be doing, and that is going to be, they're going to be getting earnest. They're going to be getting entertaining. They're going to be getting experiential. So let's talk about getting earnest. Let's get earnest. Would you say the importance of being earnest? The importance of being earnest as a company, um, which I love the importance of being earnest. Oscar Wilde is a genius and I love it. Anyway, um, yes, this is so, so important. And we were already seeing the importance of being earnest mm -hmm. in 2022, but especially in 2023, it's, it's going to matter so much more. So here's an interesting little statistic I found, Nick. Let me ask you this. Yes. How many ads 
do you think the average American is exposed to in one day? A thousand. You would be wrong. <gasps> it's more. It is between 4,000 to 10,000. In a day? In one day. The average American. The average American. So that's everybody from the Amish Americans who don't expose themselves to any media and somebody like me who does it for a living and is face-to-face -face with <laughs> marketing all the time. Squash that in the middle. Your average person, your dad or whatever, is probably being served 4,000 to 10,000 promotions or not necessarily served, but being exposed to that in a day. And it's if that's hard to conceptualize, I don't blame you because that is how ingrained in our culture and society it is. But what's happening is we're seeing a turning of the tide and people are getting really fed up with that and they're over it. Mm -hmm. We're over it. We are so cynical about ads. We are fatigued by them. I think we've just learned to also tune them out, which is maybe another yes. reason why we don't know. Why that you don't even realize? So we exactly. grew up like, I mean, especially our generation. Just like your show would go to commercial break, it fade out, and then it would be like blah blah loud, trying to get your attention. But you knew that loud was oh, tune out, and then you would hear a silence, and you'd hear like a little calm jingle back to the show, and you'd be like, oh, my show is back. Like you just. You just learned to zone them out. I mean, you do that even on Hulu or something where now they even give you a little timer, 60 seconds until you come and back and you're like, like oh, let me go to the kitchen real quick. No, you're so right. And so if you are trying to market to people who don't want to be marketed to, and not only that, but they're like fed up with it and really cynical about it, then that is an interesting challenge that you face and that we all face. How do you make sure that you're not being tuned out yeah. in 2023? Yeah. And one of the best ways to combat that is by being honest, earnest, by being something that doesn't feel like an ad anymore. So mm. this is not just a soft sell. This is like the softest sell. This is something that's going to simply just say hey we're here and give a little mm. flavor of what it is that kind of like backing do. up to the company's mission and not even drilling down so far as like the product you're more like this is why we exist as a company mm, see no? but the, not no? even oh. not even so this okay. this category is a toughie and this is where i would recommend really leaning on your experts in marketing mm. to help you with the importance of being earned <laughs> yes to help you navigate this because it is going to require finesse. It is a fine line to walk. There is a je ne sais quoi about it. Mm -hmm. um, and it really is, you know when you see it done right and you know when you see it done wrong at mm -hmm. the same time. I think that ways we're going to see this really be successful. Um, for example, in a design aspect, if you go to a website and the UX design is like beautifully minimal and by that I don't mean like graphic design minimal like UX design minimal do you mean where like there's no pop-up ads? I was about to say do you mean pop-up ads yeah it's just scrollable storytelling so you mean when you go on a page it's and clean it's clear nothing's there's, yelling do you have at any you. questions get 10% off did you Give check out our email. thing Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and would then like there's the roll, banner on the top, free shipping. and nee, 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 nee. Would you like to spin the wheel for 20% <laughs> off? And you're like, I don't even know what the 20% off oh, is for because I just came to this you're site. You're feeling, yes. 
Yes. Yes. All the time. Ooh. Yes. So this is, I think earnest. you, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's not. Um, we need to, uh, as companies, we need to think about the way we're marketing less like, uh, it's kind of like dating. It's kind of like dating. So you're, this is your first date and your impression, you need to be calm, cool, and collected. You need to give them a little bit of taste of who you are, but you also want to be like, well, tell me about yourself. You want to open a conversation. You you don't want to go in and just be like, marry me, commit. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, if you make a decision but, right now, I give you this ring and we're, let's but go. That's, but that's that's kind of tying back to your uh, one of your earlier points that there was a time when that was considered the best practice. Yes. Was to say, you got to hit them with a thing to get their email. You got to yes. make sure they don't have any yes. questions. You got to do something. And it and, worked. And it worked. And it worked. But, but the thing is, it's not going to work anymore. It's, it's, the, and the thing is, it's like, if you have somebody more senior in the company, a lot of times you could have the mistake or the hard conversation that what was working when that person was kind of in the weeds is not necessarily what's working now. But when you try to say, hey, let's change direction, they go, no, 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 but I know what works. Yeah. And it's like, no, that worked. It doesn't work anymore. The consumer is evolving. The people that bought that either have now, their tastes have changed. If they were on the older end of your customer base, they'd maybe aged out of being your customer. And the people that were too young have mm -hmm. aged into being yes. your customer. And they have a different sensibility. And one way exactly this that a lot of executives probably think oh well i know this works because they've seen it work before it's not going to work so much in 2023 and a big example of this is influencer marketing oh, i thought you're going to say performance marketing oh well that too that too that too. Uh, influencer marketing and i really feel that we've been seeing the slow and painful death of the influencer but Oof. this is also very much about being earnest because they were not. No. They and the, the original idea was that influencers could market your brand better than you could because it felt like a real person who really likes it. They right? were like the next iteration of like the celebrity endorsement. Exactly. Where you're like, and I know this They're popular people know, and yeah. they're using your thing. And it felt very organic, natural, and it felt earnest. But people are cynical to it now, wise to it now. It's been going on for too many years. And Instagram became a wasteland of pretty skinny blonde <laughs> ladies going like this to like a bottle of vitamins, right? Yeah. And and being like, use my code Kaylee20 to get 20% <laughs> off. And blah. and you're just like, wow, so many of these influencers would literally hawk anything. anything. And so as a person who would follow them and see this, after a while, you're like, no, this is, I know the deals that they're making. I understand what this is. Well, and then you know, I don't trust them anymore. You know what happened is that it started to work so well that you had people that were maybe more unscrupulous using yes. them. And then it would kind of poison the well. It you know? did. So I'm not saying that never use an influencer again. I'm not saying that. I do think that there is a way that it can work. Yeah. And I think that what's important is rather than looking for your traditional, traditional being like something that started like six years ago, <laughs> oh, things move fast. old-fashioned <laughs> Instagram marketer. Six years ago. No, no, no. Also, oh, another thing is that a lot of mm. these influencers, they could just buy their followers. And mm. a lot of companies realized really fast that like, 
they don't even know if it's worth investing in. But instead of going about it that way, look for, rather than look for looking for an influencer, look for a KOL, key opinion leader. Look for someone um, who is doing, kind of like us in, in a way, not really, but kind of doing a YouTube channel stuff. <laughs> I don't really mean that. But like somebody who um, is, is an expert on a niche topic who has a devoted fan base but isn't actually would not fall under the traditional kpi but don't just give them a product and tell them to sell it build a relationship with them build a long-term relationship date them this is a weird metaphor i understand i apologize if it starts to sound weird but i hope you know what i mean by that and really just work on that long trust trusting relationship like build trust with them mm -hmm. and by doing so they will communicate that earnestly to their followers and that is so powerful or like another example of how i'm kind of seeing this um by brands showing up in an earnest way mm -hmm. is like in the comments on oh, things yeah. talking comments. so you feel like they're building community and they're building this kind of you know relational thing they understand you like they, it can be in a humorous way or, for example, maybe somebody, a non-influencer, non-personality, just somebody goes on TikTok and says, you know, oh, I just had this horrible experience at PetSmart and now my dog food is, you know, ruined and I don't know, right? And then you see Chewy.com come into the comments and be like, hey, Alyssa, so sorry that happened, but we want to help you out we'll send you a dm and then like two days later they go oh my god chewy.com sent me a box full of dog food like this is amazing and they're not an influencer and that was just an earnest way of showing their values mm -hmm. and their personality their brand personality and their brand voice and like writing a wrong that wasn't even theirs but solving a customer problem right and that person just feels like they're gonna have to share it they want to share it this is an exciting thing that happened and people really resonate with that that genuine reaction but that's also agile so when i go back to that agile marketing this is the kind of thing i'm talking about like as somebody well. had to be online to see that this to see the opportunity this regular person had a very bad experience and maybe they they hashed they they tagged petco or their pet or something so they're already looking within their niche mm -hmm. but you know, you saw that one day, you reached out in the comments that day, you went to your, you know, you went to the, you know, to your marketing team, say, hey, we're going to do this. They went over to the warehouse, put in a, a quick order, overnighted it once you got the address, then they posted it, you, then you were continuously following up to see when that person posted to then maybe reshare it. But you had to just be like, and if anything had to be like, hey, we in our weekly meeting, I wanted to get this thing approved. Can we send this box out? You missed the window. But it by is... being agile like that too, mm -hmm. you have to be okay with sacrificing some of the polish because you have to work fast. And that's actually okay because if you're a little less polished, that means you're a little more earnest. You're going to show to the world like who's the, actually behind the phone doing the marketing it adds to the authenticity it does it does and you're gonna reveal like what your company's you know values are why you po do what like, you do polish equaling prof like professionalism is not necessarily the case anymore right. so you can anybody that's 
that's maybe hanging on to that, that's like a good sign that they're maybe working off of an old map. There are some things that should definitely still stay polished. Sure. Um, but it's not like, like... email marketing campaigns should still be polished. I think that's still important uh, to, to an extent. But I, but I think that in terms of um, this kind of customer interaction marketing, mm -hmm. customer success marketing, um, when, you're, when you're being agile, give up the polish on it mm -hmm. and just be. And that will be, that will go farther than you could ever imagine because yeah it will leave such a positive impression it will leave a positive impression yeah and i think that in 2023 when we see successful brands using their marketing well we're gonna see a lot of that so what is the number two thing that we're talking about for marketing in 2023 that is getting entertaining <gasps> getting entertaining so we just talked about getting earnest now we're getting entertaining oh, so as nice. i mentioned you're going to be in the comment section right and in some of these ways this is going to be a method of entertaining because if you've ever seen on tiktok or on instagram the slim jim account slim jim comments on things that are so weird and says <laughs> the best weirdest stuff and i love it and everybody loves it and it's random why would beef jerky create a brand voice that is like some kind of funny bro in the comment section I have no idea, but it's great. It's could entertaining. It, could it be that they know their customer? They do, I think. And somebody <laughs> over there is brilliant. I love it. So anyway, this is this is exactly it, right? Because we're fatigued of ads, because we are done with it, we just simply are looking to be entertained, to be inspired, or to be educated. These are entertaining things, right? So um, I have to talk about, I think, one of the most glowing marketing stars of the last year or two years even, and that's Duolingo. Mm -hmm. Duolingo is exactly what I'm talking about here. It's like, this is a company, an app that like we all knew, but no one was really talking about it. We knew they had a little owl guy, but like mm -hmm. it didn't have a personality really. Mm -hmm. Um, nobody was just feeling cool because they used Duolingo. Um, and then a brilliant marketing tactic came along, which really spoke to a younger generation. They were quick to get on board on TikTok. They started using their mascot as a personality for the brand. And they were, just were and still are entertaining. It has nothing, it to, do has with, nothing to, to do, do with, with anything. learning another language. They are not trying to sell you anything. And because they're actually being entertaining, they come off as earnest, and you have, you're staying like top of mind with them, you have a positive feeling towards yes. that company. If yes. you do come around and go, maybe I should, you're not going to Rosetta Stone, you're going to Duolingo because that funny Duolingo <laughs> bird and scrub daddy had a baby. <laughs> and, and Duolingo Brazil did the little like, little baby guy but like <laughs> you know this is uh, yes and this is very topical for the moment and in a month these things won't You're not matter anymore what we're talking but about. <laughs> there will be something new that Duolingo has done that will be great but like you feel like they get you and as I mentioned before about our current state right now that people are going to be choosy with their dollars and they're going to choose the things that make them feel good even though this app is free there's a premium upgrade option but it's a free app so it's not about being choosy with your dollars but time is money and being choosy with your time the apps that you engage with but even if you're just on the free one you're, you're getting in their ecosystem and then yes. they can have their other 
ways of trying to convert you well, into a yes. paid user working, yes, but yes, yes. they're getting you just But this the... is your choose when you're choosy, mm -hmm. you're choosing things that give you a good experience and you're choosing brands you feel that you can trust and that you feel get you. And that mm -hmm. is what this is. And entertaining your through your marketing, this isn't just social media marketing either, by the way. Um, but to entertain in any way is going to be really, really important. And I don't, I'm not going to dwell on this point too much because I feel like point three also is going to tie into this as well. Mm. They kind of all help lead one to the next here. Um, because the entertaining is a form of rule number one, being earnest. And if in your entertaining, you're still really focused on trying to make that sale and it's not a soft enough sell, mm -hmm. then it's not going to work. It will not come across as entertaining or earnest and it's going to flop. And something I actually just saw that I think they're trying to do it. They're not doing well. Okay. Um, uh, there I'll is... <laughs> Um, Universal Studios. Oh, yes. The Bride has... Guys. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll see myself out. I love you. I love you. He's so excited. We're just on the same wavelength. It, it, this is like we do this. We finish each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. So anyway, Universal Studios. They have these pre-roll ads on YouTube right now that are meant to look like you know, Influencer UGC, but, but you know what's crazy? If you go, if you Google it, they actually like produced a long form. <laughs> Let me finish. Oh. <laughs> I'll see myself out. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh my me. gosh, Nick. Uh, okay, listen. They have pre-roll ads, and it looks like it's Influencer UGC, but it's not. It looks like there's some random channel of these two guys called the Ride Guys, kind of like the Try Guys maybe, who just go on roller coasters and they're like, we're at Universal Studios and we're gonna ride Jurassic Park or whatever, right? And then you see them do it. And um, the thing is that the Ride Guys did not exist before and they only exist within Universal Studios on a Universal Studios YouTube channel and on the Universal Studios website. And they do the rides in Florida and in Hollywood and this is so dumb because you can tell because it doesn't really look like youtubers it looks too polished and you can tell almost right away at least I, I like could the, the idea was good the idea was good like on like, paper when there he's... have to be already influencers out there who are making theme park content that they could have just done a deal with no, i don't think anybody covers theme you're park probably videos right on nobody YouTube. rides that's rides an on untapped YouTube. market and so uh, the fact that they hired these two actors and they're like acting like this had already existed yeah it's not coming across as earnest and they really tried to they really tried to do this earnest entertainment kind of approach to their rides but it was like and the idea in and of itself isn't a bad one no. But the execution of but, it. But, like, they obviously shot these things when the theme parks were closed. They had, like, uh, yeah. drone footage in the parks. They had line queues sectioned off that they could film in. This did and not And cast feel... members who were, like, all too eager and happy just waiting in a certain spot like, to be like, Hey, welcome to the ride. Let's get you buckled in. You know what I mean? It's... No. So, yeah. um, this is an example of, like, we're not buying it. This was... Something feels off. It it's... does. 
And then what it does is it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth for Universal. It does. Because they aren't being honest with you. And you know it. What are you hiding? And it's like, do you think we're stupid? Is that it? You think that we're dumb? Which... Don't you like go, that either. You go back far enough, and a lot of advertisers did think that people were just dumb. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that anybody who's saying, like, well, we need to really over-explain this, it's like, oh, that's a red flag. Because, no, people people understand nuance now. It's super crazy, I know. But um, you can, you know, not have to go, well, this ride does this, and you're going to love Like, you could give a little bit more nuance in the way that you are advertising when to you're people. coming up with your strategy no matter what it is that you're how whatever way you're doing your marketing set out to educate inspire or entertain right and in inspiring and educating are also forms of entertainment because you could just do a whole serialized content on educating your consumers about some niche in your industry and yeah. people would love that and um, that's entertaining, right? You could do documentary style or mockumentary style kind of things. I don't know. There's like the, the, the sky is the limit just as long as you remember rule number one about getting earnest and really be so careful because you will be snuffed out in an instant and it will absolutely flop if you try too hard to make a sale within the entertainment part. Just let it be a strategy that is about your brand reputation and improving that. And just trust that when that works, the sales will just happen. Yeah. Numbers will go up. But let that be your like driving goal in your entertainment. All right, number three, we're talking about getting experiential. And I know that successful brands that are marketing in 2023 and having success are absolutely getting experiential. It is crucial. This is taking your entertaining goals mm -hmm. and moving them beyond and meeting people where they are because where are our people? Everybody wants to be experiencing something. We were literally quarantined in a pandemic. We want to be living life. People are we want to do traveling. shit. We want to do shit. <laughs> and we will pay for it. Whatever it is. People are are spending hours and hours and hours watching other people play video games because it feels like we're hanging out. It feels like we're or playing going a game. to theme parks or going on a cruise. Yeah, no, but even just at home. I'm not talking about events yeah. in the real world, which Oh. Uh, that is part of it. Experiential means also maybe customer activations, things happening in the real world, events. But they need to, if you're going to do that, you need to go big. Go big or go home because the little, like, it's an event, but it's just a photo wow. op that you pay $50 for. Not going to cut photo it. Photo ops are not events. No, no. And it's not going to cut gonna, it. We're going to need to be done with them. Photo ops were cool when everybody started to first have a camera on their phone and it was like, wow, a thing to take a picture of. They don't cut it anymore and it's like a big pet peeve of mine when it's like, well, it's the so-and-so experience and you walk in and it's like 15 photo ops. But getting experiential doesn't just mean in-person events, but if you do do an in-person event, <laughs> I said do-do. If you do an in-person event, um, <laughs> I'm so dumb. Um, if you do that, it needs to be good. It needs to be like the Bridgerton experience. Oh, and I have 
I, I have notes on that. Well, yes, even that, I think there were things that could be improved. Could been but that's so much, much better than, you know, the other events I've heard of that, like, you know, even Netflix has done. Netflix has or like the done Stranger some great Things ones, one mm, not that so great was, ones. like, uh, at the Americana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, like, expensive, production value-wise, but when you look at, like, how much WoW it had, it could have done a lot more sure, with it. Sure, sure, sure. But anyway, what are some examples that don't require people to buy a ticket and be somewhere? Because mm. that does alienate a lot of your customer base. If you are like an online company, that customers are everywhere. Mm. You can't mm -hmm. have events everywhere in real time. I mean, if you can and you've got the budget, do it. But if you don't, which most most companies probably don't, um, ways you can still kind of experientialize your um your business mm -hmm. is through things on your website like gamification mm -hmm. um like racking up points or starbucks does it so great they've been doing it for years they do like a little game during the holidays starbucks for life starbucks for life game yeah. and you play the little game and they've gamified it even more this year there's literally a game you play with a little jumping mouse it's kind of like yeah. um flappy bird kind of. and it's like literally a game now, but there's also other ways to score points. There's rules. Starbucks in. is a great one for like year-round gamification because you keep going back to the app when they when for it's like order and... two breakfast sandwiches before eleven a.m. and get another bonus star. Yeah. and you're like, well, and I'm gonna we I'm do gonna it. Get one anyway. We do it. Yeah, it's great. So if you haven't already incorporated something like that, go for it. Um, another great one that is experiential is some kind of like assessment or quiz that people can do oh, through your quizzes, website. Yeah. Um, people still love those. And it also is, is like amazing for you because you're getting zero party data. You're learning so much about mm -hmm. a captive audience, who your customers are. They're giving you this information. Yeah. You can ask them anything and they'll just do it. They'll quick, just quick, do it for fun. tangent on strategy when it comes to quizzes like that or other types of things that is a great not only vehicle for more declared information but when you look at um quizzes and like customizers like nike and converse uh, that was gonna be the next ah, one i said okay no, i'll no, see no, myself <laughs> no 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 uh, you're right no like nike i've gone and i've on my account that i had to make with it been my birthday and all this information about me so i could customize i have saved so many versions of nikes that I didn't go buy all of them at once, yeah, but I was like, I was like just goofing off, and I was able to design one. And then where they get you is that now they know it's like, oh well, Nick really likes designing shoes that are mostly pink and have initials on the side. And then they throw up, hey, uh, for Black Friday, you can get a discount on one of the ones that you had designed. And you're like, damn. I already know that I like it. You're not serving me a blind ad. Maybe I like that shoe. I designed that shoe. I like that shoe. Um, and now you're giving me such an incentive to purchase it. But I played around. I have a profile. You have all this strategically. There is so much you can do when you are getting people to come back to your e-com site in a manner that is not e-com related necessarily mm -hmm. or consider it like a really long lead where they're designing stuff for free, saving it, and you're getting, you know, you're getting like free user testing because if you notice trends among people that are customizing kind of yeah. the same things, maybe that's something that can go into regular production. There's a lot of other uses, but um, totally. it's the end of my little tangent. But no, I was, that was going to be the, the thing I said next. Customizers and personalization things mm -hmm. um, are 
growing ever more important to people and so having a fun little way on your site to be able to do that i know it's a little more complex in terms of your web dev team but having something fun and clicky and click and drag and try to make little things mm -hmm. um to customize or personalize it's fun it's fun it and i do think it converts maybe not always immediately but like nick said if you can save those designs you may come back and get it later because you made it and you're thinking about it um but we people just enjoy doing it i enjoy doing that kind of stuff too it's fun just to see like what could i do it's also like digitally the version uh, a digital version of in a store when you know they always tell you like hand somebody that because once they yeah. held it it's like it's in their hands so to like Put, put it down is a lot harder when it's not just like Nike shoes on my page it goes like Nick's shoes yeah. they're already my shoes there you go you know there's a different it feels silly but in practice you know you really no, totally have a different um kind of connection to it taking that personalization of like a step farther mm -hmm. I think that we're all we're seeing it right now which tells me that this is going to just I think propel into 2023 that is AI. So having some kind of AI, even if it's gimmicky, honestly, because it's new and it's fun and it's, I'm people are just chatting would call, with. Would you call that like a like a short term strategy? Like it might fizzle out in the year after. It's not kind of like this. I I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, there are some people who <laughs> no, are I saying. I want answers. No, no listen saying. though, there are some yeah. people who are saying like this is the start of our new future. AI is coming to take over and not in like a menacing way although some people feel that way um but like it's really going to be huge and integrated and we're going to use it in mm. so many different ways so i think it is here to stay but for now it's kind of like when the internet started and you know everyone's like we have all this information and capability but then people just used it to like share silly little dancing babies with each other and it's like now that's they're... what we that's what we're doing with ai it's like it the, the possibilities are endless <laughs> everyone's like i want to see what my face would look like if i was painted by van gogh like <laughs> that's well it's it's exactly the same and we're doing it that way and it's fun so do something fun if you can with ai if it makes sense for your company because i do think we're going to see more of that and along those lines because it is still kind of gimmicky as well ar and vr now don't do it if it doesn't make sense for your brand because people will not care um but if you can do something silly and fun and still make it make sense for your product for your um for your like brand values whatever that is um then do it please do it this is another way of experiential um marketing that is going to be so crucial yeah. so I, so I mean, crucial even years ago ikea jumped on it early where their app could let you place their for your their furniture oh, yeah. in your house so you could see what it looked like and now what amazon a, has it too amazon has yeah. it too but like imagine if you had a company that made i know there are so many that do like prints mm -hmm. like like prints of, of stuff on uh like um you know fun pop culture kind of related yeah. prints and as somebody personally who really always wants art that is much much bigger than the walls i was like if i could have a whole wall that would just be a picture i would That'd be cool but i would probably with something like that big or something similar i'd want to see what it looked like yeah so if i had a company that maybe made oversized prints and i could market with an ar feature to say like 
huge print like is it crazy or maybe it's not that crazy see what it looks like in your house and also, already you know if they offer multiple sizes you don't have to get the measuring tape out to figure out what's no, going to be on your no. wall which is similar to the customizer in a way you're seeing it on your wall already yeah you've already bought it now you just need to kind of bring that down and make it a reality so it's a lot harder to like walk away from it but I'm telling you, do experiential, but I'm not really telling you why. I hope you can kind of get the why. It's a customer touch point, and that's really, really important. But also that this is what customers are wanting just for life. It's another, what people it's a, it's are another wanting. form of like non-sales related interaction, right? That people want to genuinely, earnestly connect with the brand and yes. this is another way that you are connecting with them in a way that is not directly sales related mm -hmm. so they don't feel like you're trying to fleece them and what it does is it also when people have a common experience mm -hmm. that creates community and when you have a community of people who have experienced your brand and they have hopefully positive things to say positive feelings attached to that because it was a good experience for them they build each other up in that community. And they become they, your biggest brand they advocates. They do. They advocate for you like crazy. And that community can grow, expand. The people who be like, yeah, I did that thing back in 2023, you know. And, mm -hmm. you're, and people are like, oh, no way. I only saw it now, but I wish I would have done it. And it's like, yeah. the, you need to do those things that people are going to be saying that about. Yeah. Absolutely. And they will. They will. So... I really do believe that we're going to see successful companies having great experiences in 2023. Those experiences are going to entertain you and they're going to be earnest. And the only way you can do it is if first you get your shit together and get a good strategy going. <laughs> see, it all comes back together. It all ties in together. I'm the killer just like you, sweetie Chad. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going for. Oh, it all connects. It all connects. <laughs> oh my gosh, we watched way too much The Office. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> so this is what I've got. So I know this was more of like an overarching thing, um, but I do think that this really applies. Oh my gosh, I forgot one more thing. Another experiential thing. I just remembered. Um, direct mail. Direct mail. I think it's coming back. Yeah. Um, we got this great mailer from Mint Mobile because we use Mint Mobile and, um, it was a Christmas card from Ryan Reynolds and I, we never get mail from them because no. everything's digital. So getting a letter and it looked like a card and it said it was from Ryan Reynolds and then we open it and it's like a picture of him and this funny little card about the holidays and then a, a tattoo. A temporary tattoo. Of his face. And it was, it, I wish I could remember what it said. It says like no regrets, but it says regrets. Re no regrets. Regrets. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is wonderful. And it was like saying something about like the holidays are awful, but and then we like saw you can it. have fun with this temporary tattoo. Something like that. Um, but but I'm saying that And then we saw like... it on TikTok. We saw somebody we, yeah. Like, well, yeah. talking he, about it right. on TikTok. So it, you know. It's just like, I mean, I it it's, it's like, I don't really think much about my phone plan day to day unless I, it's giving me issues and then I'm thinking about it. So to bring it to top of mind again in a fun and positive way, reinforced to me that I like the choice that I've made. Yeah. And that's kind of important too. We're not always just trying to get people to buy. Sometimes you want to convince the people who've already purchased that they made the right choice um, yeah. and to continue to stay along that 
that line of choice. Um, and that was one of those things that I think worked really well. Yeah. So using mailers in a creative and fun way, not just your typical coupon mailers, junkie mail, whatever, but something like fun like that from time to time, I think it will be a really successful um, like marketing strategy as well. So thinking outside the box on not just digital marketing, but other mm -hmm. efforts as well in creative and fun ways and ways that still can entertain and be earnest at all of these things. I mean, that was signed by Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, I know he didn't sign it, but like it felt it felt personal, right? It felt like the company was just Ryan and yeah. us. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, so there you have it. And I hope this was helpful to you. And I hope this helps you build a strategy and a plan for different ways that you're going to attack your uh, marketing for next year. But if I have left anything out, if you have any questions about the things that I mentioned and you're like, I don't know how to do this for me and my company specifically, mm -hmm. let me know and we can have a conversation. And I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah.